time has come to relieve that pain, which will be better for me, but not so enjoyable for all of you. The Pain Clinic Pro Wrestling Talk Show. Can you feel the pain? Wrestling fans, welcome to the Pain Clinic for December 16th. Uh, holidays today, uh, it's just one, but it's a perfect one, I will say that. It's called National Chocolate Covered Anything Day. And uh, that sounds like a perfect holiday for anybody. Uh, welcome to the show. I am your humble host, the Cashman. I'm being joined by... Rob Sanderson, the artiste. We've been doing this for many, 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 many years. If you've been following the show, we just had our 25th anniversary back in November. But I want to let you know that we're brought to you by Salvatore's Old Fashioned Pizzeria, Palmer's Food Service, and Donuts Delight Empire Culver. Birthdays today. You all thought I almost forgot them, huh? Uh, birthdays today, former Tough Enough wrestler and uh, Mrs. Champa. Uh, Jesse Ward is 44 today. William, the refrigerator Perry is 61, a uh, famous, I don't know, very, you know, was in a Royal Rumble or a Rumble match, a uh, Battle Royale match in WrestleMania three, I think it was, the refrigerator Perry. But you might remember in 85, Chicago Bears scored a touchdown in the uh, Super Bowl and, you know, it was kind of like a, a big deal with the Bears, you know, kind of uh, a big wrestling fan. And uh, unfortunately... If he had been alive today, Luke Harper would be 44. That's Luke Harper Brody Lee, but we know him as John Huber. Today he would have been 44, um, which is a big loss to the world of pro wrestling. Uh, the Pain Clinic's brought to you by Salvatore's Old Fashioned Pizzeria, Palmer's Food Service, and Donuts Delight Empire Culver. Hey, interested in roller derby, want to be a skater, officiate Rock City Roller Derby needs you. Contact rock, contact recruitment at Rock Derby Recruitment at gmail.com and join Roxy Roller Derby. If you're into the men's team, it's Flower City Fear, F-L-O-U-R, flowercityfear.com. It's a team that I uh, am doing things with, so as well as Rock City. Welcome to the show. I'm your humble host of Cashman. Like I said, I'm joined by Rob Sanderson with us today. Rob, uh, I see you're in the dark there. Uh, you're someplace there. <laughs> yeah, I'm in a in a cave, I guess. Uh, good morning. <laughs> good morning. Um, yeah, just another one of those Saturday mornings where the laptop loves to work all week and then zoom apparently only wants to update on saturdays i don't know but i'm working on it i'm here it seems Good like morning. you know eventually your picture will show up it seems like that yeah. it works that way every week but we're here it's tradition now so <laughs> just yeah. like the tradition of like waiting till the last second to walk into the radio station so yeah the old uh or two minutes in or as we're doing the introduction yeah. you know <laughs> fashionably late it's uh yeah 
you don't want to be the first person at the party. I definitely mean, not. Definitely that's not. A, that's a rule I learned early on in this life. Yeah, well, you know, depend, yeah, I mean, yeah, that's, I don't know. <laughs> you know what? I always think that, and then I end up being super late. So it's like, it, get, it gets into my head. It's like, well, you know, what's, what's, you know, comfortably late. And it's like, next thing you know, it's like 11 o'clock at night. It's like, yeah, I'm not going to go, you know, <laughs> talked myself. out. I hear that. I've talked myself. Right. Out I started of doing the show before I could like party. And now I'm already at the age where I'm just like, oh, I don't really want to party. <laughs> Amazing. It's been a long run. Well, you know, and yep. this is, this is the party season right now. We are in the holiday season, you know, full, full thrust into it. You one know? tonight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was yep. going to say there's some craziness going on. We, we, uh, I'm glad you're here because you did watch ring of honor last night. Uh, <laughs> I, I, yeah, I watched ring of honor last night and I watched ring of honor this morning too. Cause uh, yeah, I was going to say, I it heard, feels like the show just ended. I heard it was like a five plus hour show. So, uh, but we, yep. that's what, we're going to talk about a few things that obviously, uh, maybe we'll get to that right off the bat, but I do want to mention, you know, if you're going to stick around with us, we're going to re-talk about Yeet again. We, Of course, we mentioned it last week. You might remember. Final battle, of course, was last night. Uh, Omega injured. He comes out injured this week. We'll talk a little bit about a few of the injuries that have been going on, including Charlotte Flair, which we did see on TV last week. And uh, we got a little bit of an upset with an NXT wrestler uh, in the tournament. Uh, the tournament they're having so the, the winner gets to take on Logan Paul and uh, that was kind of exciting, but uh, let's talk a little bit about Final Battle. There, um, saw a lot of different things during the show. I was looking at it. Uh, I wish I had seen it. I completely, I completely whiffed on it last night. You know, it's like, oh my god, it, it was on. It was on because I was watching SmackDown. I was like, wait a second, is something else on right now? And it's like, oh, son of a gun! And I saw they had the preview show on and everything. And I mean, but wow, we got to see the Von Erichs wrestle for rampage and then they and even before that they wrestled for the ring of honor they were live on ring of honor i believe right rob they were uh they were on the the pre-show um ross and and marshall and then uh kevin came out um i have not i've only seen a few minutes of rampage so far because you know that was oh man what a late night um it uh it was good to see the von erics on there um yeah the pre-show started at seven main pay-per-view whatever you want to call it started at uh eight and the um uh, let's see what did i i sent it in the chat i think it was at 10 o'clock there were still like four and a half matches to go uh the main event was athena and billy starks and that was i thought they were going to the finish right when the clock hit midnight and they weren't done yet um they were close um but not quite there yet at that point um, and then, of course, they did the, which I don't really know if it was necessary last night, but they did the media scrum as well, which didn't start until, I don't know, probably 1 a.m., um, which was which was fairly interesting because they had, uh, like, Mark Briscoe out there and uh, Athena and Billy and some others and stuff. But I thought it was a really good show. Um, there were some... The matches were really, really good. Um, the show had kind of a weird flow to it um and i think the problem was that tony decided not only to you know kind of book or announce half the card like this week um but then you've got the random matches that were just added last night out of nowhere and it was a show that did not need more matches um i don't even know what the final tally was but i mean 
we had matches added on the pre-show. Tony comes out and talks. Then all of a sudden, uh, like the pre-show is ending. And there we go. Um, the pre-show was ending and Tony's just like, oh, we've got a match here with two of the best wrestlers in the world. And they randomly send out uh, Daniel Garcia versus Blake Christian match, which was a that was a pleasant surprise. Um, I don't know if those two had ever worked before, to be honest, but um, I don't know. There were all sorts of matches added throughout the night after that match. Uh, Tony says uh, or they they toss it back to Tony Khan who's like got an announcement. Okay. So you send it backstage to Tony Khan for an announcement and he's standing there starting to talk. And then he gets interrupted by Eddie Kingston. Uh, who's just like, how, how do you not have your champion on this show? And then, uh, Anthony Henry of the workhorseman, who is a great worker, but probably three quarters of the people watching this or listening to this right now. Don't know who he is. Um, is just like, I want to fight you. And then Tony Khan, like, sanctions the match i was like well wait a minute you logically like you sent it back to tony khan because he had something to say but then he gets interrupted and then wrestler walk like wrestler walks on screen and another wrestler walks on screen it's like can we stop doing this like like all of a sudden like oh there's a match graphic one second later for a match that like just happened to happen because a wrestler came and talked to tony khan while he was on camera what was he going to say if they didn't do that <laughs> you got your guys like, Guys in the back, uh, you know, making the graphics are like, okay, change the name, backspace, backspace, backspace. You know, <laughs> uh, just a big announcement that all in tickets are on sale. Oh, I'm we've, we've heard so that. So sick of seeing those ads and hearing about that every single show, and it's going to continue yeah. probably the entire year. Oh yeah, we're going to get it until the um, show actually happens. I, I do want to mention there was four matches on the pre-show, uh, and like you I said, mean, like felt you, like more than that, but well, yeah, like you said, Daniel Garcia and Blake Christian, they finished up the pre-show. They got more time on the pre-show than any of the other matches before them too, and they were the last one. So yeah, it was yeah. Pre-shows are different these days. I mean, it depends on the company and everything and stuff, but like they cram a lot of wrestling into these pre-shows now that it's basically the same thing as like another hour of the show. So it's basically like the show went from seven o'clock till after midnight which is so incredibly excessive. I mean, I, I had a conversation with somebody the other day about like the, the length of independent shows. And like, we were both under the same impression that like indie shows should not go more than like two, two and a half hours. Um, and they've gotten a little bit better, but there are a lot of shows out there that still go too long. And we've all been at indie shows that went too long. And like this show is over double what we're talking about there. Like, it's just, it's too much. I mean, for those of us that, that really like wrestling, it's still too much. Like, imagine the people who might casually maybe tune in. But um, there were some flubs uh, with the show, like, just in terms of, like, the wrestlers themselves, I felt like. Um, they gave it a little bit of a weird flow, but there were some really good matches, some entertaining stuff from Dalton Castle, who uh, now, uh, for a, at least a second time, has been announced from Rochester, New York, which is go. nice to finally hear that um, being the, the case. Um, but uh, main event was Athena and Billy Starks. I was a little surprised with the result and the post-match, um, but totally main event worthy in terms of the storyline they've been building up on ROH TV for like months with them and the match delivered. It was a great main event. Um, 
the BCC and FTR and Mark Briscoe had an absolute war. Um, there's a lot of, a lot of really good stuff on there, but no, uh, you know, like Eddie Kingston had a random proving ground match against Anthony Henry that was completely forgettable. And so that's your world champion and, uh, tag team champions, MJF, Adam Cole, not mentioned, no appearance, nothing. Um, which I understand there's injuries and stuff, but like take the titles off of them. If you're not even going to have them like record a video or be mentioned or anything, um so i don't know it was a good show it was worth watching um and definitely some good stuff to to check out there and, and like i said i like dalton castle was in that six-way match he's uh they continued to push the uh feud that is starting between him and uh one johnny tv the former john morrison and that is a feud that i'm really looking forward to seeing those are two really entertaining dudes um and they both can wrestle very well as as well but i i think anything that those two do together is going to be magic I, I just that's something to easily predict um so i'm really looking forward to that yeah i was going to say i'm looking at the uh obviously kyle fletcher won that survival of the fittest finals match which which kyle fletcher is now the new ring of honor world television champion um yep. That looked like an insane match, and that went. That went. It's really weird that there's a couple like really short matches. One was, of course, the Eddie Kingston one you just mentioned, and Nyla Rose took on had like a three minute match. Can you remember? Yeah, they yeah Nyla Rose and Vert Vixen for like what was that like three minutes or something like out of note. Like, why did that get added to the main card? Like, announce that ahead of time or throw it on the pre show or save it for something else. I, don't I, know. I wonder why. I wonder if uh, Tony's thinking like, well, I I don't do a lot of uh, Ring of Honor pay-per-views so i'm gonna make these ones long but the problem is is not a lot of these guys are ring of honor guys that are on the card too you know i mean not i mean they are but they're you know there's you know you're you're working in a lot of AEW wrestlers into a lot of these matches so you know i don't know yeah i mean there's a decent amount of crossover i think i think they have been doing a better job of kind of separating the rosters and things like that but um whatever i mean it's not a spoiler it already aired so i i like Athena and Billy Starks, like to me, like that, that was built up where, uh, like I said, really, really good storyline main event worthy. a little awkward that Athena is the heel, but the matches in her hometown. Um, I, I thought the way they built everything up, that it was a perfect, uh, situation for them to have Athena finally end her amazing year long reign, uh, and then could move to the main AEW roster because she's better than 95% of the roster. Um, and Athena won. And then after the match, basically, uh, Billy and Athena like reunited, um, which means they're going to kind of go back to doing the same thing storyline wise that they've been doing. Um, and I, I, I hope like they've done some really entertaining stuff. But I, I just feel like in wrestling in general this year specifically, there's been too much of this like, hey, we got a good thing going, so let's keep it going. Um, we've seen what's happened with the bloodline. It was the hottest thing in wrestling in years and fell apart because you kept it going too long. Um, there's a lot of that kind of stuff. So I hope that doesn't happen here. But they added one of those. I, I hated hearing it because, again, this is happening too often in wrestling as well where Athena randomly without being like provoked uh, or asked to 
she's just like, hey, if you beat me, I'll leave Ring of Honor forever. Why, can we stop saying that kind of stuff? Like, the way that impacts, like, like nobody asked you to say that. Like, you could still leave forever, but you don't need to say that ahead of time. Like, these little stipulations that I feel like that's at least, like, the third time that's happened with a match this year. It's just like, stop doing that. Um, but, yeah, Athena retained. Um, and so that, that feud will keep going, and I, I don't know, like, how many new contenders she has um that she hasn't faced in her now like 44 defenses or something crazy um but um yeah i don't know i'd love to see both of those two on the main roster sooner rather than later um two of the they're they're both honestly better than most of the other televised rosters in women's wrestling these days um so I don't know. Um, good show. What about of, what are, just random appearances with the yeah. the Von Ericks? You know, makes sense with Texas and stuff. But it's, it's funny. Tom Lawler. I think it's funny that they wrestled on Rampage, which was taped on Wednesday after they wrestled on the Ring of Honor pay per view. So yeah, I thought that was kind of interesting. You know, what I was interested in as I was I was following along uh, with uh, with the um, fight without honor match, uh, the Jay Briscoe Memorial match, and that that seemed pretty insane. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. For, it was. for a thirty-minute um, match, too. You know, as late as it was on the card, too. Well, and that like it was, and it was originally announced as like a fight without without honor, and then uh, they're like they start wrestling in the ring, and then action spills out all over the arena, and then like the match gets like thrown out or a count out or something. I don't know. It's all blur at this point. Um, and then they like Mark Risk. Mark Briscoe grabs the mic and like, no, we're not ending it like this or whatever. Restart the match. And they restart the match as like basically he's I think he said anything goes, which is basically a fight without honor. It's like that's what it was supposed to be in the first yeah. place. Like if you if you had just ended that match, like as it getting like thrown out with a bell ringing repeatedly, like you gotta be kidding me. You can't do that with that kind of match and everything. But um it was good. I mean, it was uh I don't know. Um the it got crazy toward the finish um it was yeah again i mean talking about results or whatever like not to spoil it all for people that'll go back and watch it but like um if you enjoy Briscoe, yeah i was gonna say if you enjoy people biting till another person bleeds um maybe you'll like this match you know yeah um mark briscoe pinned brian danielson um which was i it was cool to see um so uh i mean like the bcc doesn't lose very often um well we saw brian lose this past week in the continental uh last saturday so yeah yeah um and i assume he's got an yeah he's got another match tonight too so some of these people have been putting in very very busy uh weeks in recent weeks in in ring but um mark briscoe has not been picking up wins in AEW, so uh in this situation it was just really nice to to see that and obviously there was a huge you know it was a a year since the uh final battle last year which was jay briscoe's final match that double dog collar match and um it was really nice to hear brian danielson earlier in the night refer to that as the best dog collar match in the history of pro wrestling and i would agree that in my opinion it's either that match the briscoe's an ftr from a year ago or it's Brody Lee and Cody. Uh, it is not MJF and CM Punk. I will continue to say that. Um, that wasn't a bad match, but it was 
not even close to being the best one at this point because that's a very hard thing to accomplish um, in the history of professional wrestling. But I'm just sick of that narrative. Um, but yeah, uh, it was uh, you know cool to see FTR and Mark Briscoe teaming up um, after the wars that they had gone through in that company last year. So good stuff. Uh, good start to the weekend. It's just you know it's weird to yet again it's Ring of Honor competing against Rampage. Um, like it just doesn't that doesn't make sense and yeah. you know the crowd I, I give the crowd credit because they were they were in it the whole night um while people probably wanted to take a nap um i don't love the the routing of being in uh arlington on wednesday and then in garland last night and tonight i mean those are it's it's all dallas or dallas fort worth the metroplex whatever those like it's only 45 minutes apart from each other or whatever like that i just hopefully some people show up for a collision tonight in the same arena that roh was last night um but it's just they're not drawing all that well and i don't how do you expect like nobody if you live in the dallas area it's a pain to get anywhere you're not going to three shows in four nights like it's just too much they got to yeah. stop doing these these weeks where it's like oh we're in chicago all week we're in dallas all week like spread it out a little more you yeah, better package tickets together so you're not paying like so much for yeah. you know make it like a three days you know you know have the same seat you know for like 50 bucks or something i bet you they could do better if they did more packaging of things like that you know i mean there's also just too many shows yeah um i mean and call it what it is like when you add it in collision, like, okay, at least we got rid of dark and elevation, which I do kind of miss. And I know I'm one of the only ones, but you miss a big show like <laughs> commentating. No, 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 absolutely not. God, he, I saw some clip like a few weeks ago. I feel like he called a match and like he used the word selling on commentary oh, i heard michael about, cole like, oh, use really that. selling that shoulder or something whatever i'm like <laughs> yeah. dude like what yeah like i understand like kayfabe's dead these days or whatever but you don't say that as a commentator like no, that they're no. selling like what that's what michael like, cole did the that dumbest last, thing I, I think i've ever heard on commentary i think it was last month there's a lot of dumb things i hear on commentary yeah i think it's probably dumb things i say on commentary don't we all? It's like, I think last Monday night, I mean, I heard it. Somebody did it recently. Michael Cole did it. He said selling the injury. It was Charlotte Flair when she got hurt. And it's like, he goes, she's selling the injury. It's like, why are you saying that? You know I mean? Unless, you know. I mean, maybe they mean it in a different context of like, <sighs> I don't know. Like you can see that they're injured or something, but like, no. Like, selling that's to me is a wrestling, is a wrestling term when you, when, you, when I hear that, you mm -hmm. know. Yeah. yeah so yeah I, I don't like it no but, me, me neither um no but yeah but basically like there's just there's too many shows especially under that like same umbrella like we don't need two hours of dynamite an hour of rampage two hours of collision what's really two hours of ring of honor every week it's like it's just too much um it's the same thing that like wwe in my opinion had been doing too much uh and they, I, they still kind of are um you can't keep track of everything and i, I don't know like aew's best era in my opinion had a whole lot less programming than they have right now and it's tough to keep track of everything and it would be better if you're doing all this programming to use more of your roster to fill that programming as opposed to seeing the same people every single night and there's a lot of that like 
I'm not going to complain about watching a Brian Danielson match. But the same thing we were just talking about, like, do I need to see him wrestle like Wednesday, Friday and Saturday in a week or jump? Like, no, like this, it's it's too much. I don't care. Like, I don't know. Uh, There's the Continental Classic is coming to an end soon. And I think there's been a lot of really, really good matches. Oh, yeah. But I'm looking forward to not seeing the same 12 people on TV every single week. I'll tell you, the people um, are benefit. There's a few people who are benefiting from it. I think Andrade is without a doubt. I mean, absolutely. That, that guy, I mean, you know, you hear him and he's like leaving, he's going, he's disappearing, he's not going to be around anymore. And then they put give him a win over Brian Danielson last Saturday where he like, you know, pounded his head where his, uh, you know, where he kept his eye patch over or whatever, mm. you know. And, you know, I mean, I know you can, you know, that's a great thing for Brian Danielson to sell that injury as an excuse for losing, which, you know, is a perfect thing for a wrestler is to have like, you know, go in with issues, you know, like now we've got, who is it? Who's got the cast on their hand? Oh, well, uh, Kevin Owens in, in SmackDown. He's wrestling with a cast on his hand now. And so obviously it allows people to focus on that and you make, you know, but. Uh, yeah, no, I, there's been some incredible matches in this tournament, even, and even losses for people like, like, uh, Mark Briscoe, you mentioned, you know, I mean, we've seen, some, he's looked fantastic. Yeah, in this tournament. yeah. We've seen some yeah. great stuff. And I think, you know, I was very critical of it in the beginning, but now it's like, you know what? It's not a bad idea. It's just, it's silly. It's kind of like WWE's doing it. So someone can take on Logan Paul and it like kills like three months where they're not going to have Logan Paul on TV. So, you know, I, I can understand them using that. But I think AEW uses those tournaments too often. You know, they'll. I mean, we've got so yeah. many, so many during the Owen Hart tournament going on during the year, and but it's good. I Grand still, Slam Eliminator tournaments yeah, and stuff. Yeah. yeah, it's it's too much, and and I guess like it's just either I would prefer that it was spread out more, or you had more people in it, um, so it doesn't just feel like it's. I don't know. It's it's a lot of seeing the same people night after night week after week um but there have been some really good matches i totally agree i this has been andrade's chance to shine he's been fantastic uh in this i i who's he wrestling tonight audio maybe um or like there's got to be he's gonna have to take a loss at some point I, i'm disappointed uh but not totally yeah he's got claudio that, like, he's, some people he's got claudio tonight yeah yeah um and i mean claudio's one and two uh like he could he could use a win that's just like the booking of it's a little bit tough and there's no easy solutions on that but um kingston will probably get i mean kingston's not going to win the tournament but um it would be nice to see garcia get a win um it would have been nice to see mark brisk well mark briscoe's got wednesday i think he's got who else does not have a win? Jay Lethal. Yeah, yeah. Um, so like somebody, like one of those, like somebody's got a win. Um, I always love those situations, especially in sports when you have teams with like massive losing streaks that play each other. It's like, well, at least somebody's going to win this time. There was a good um, promo. But... There's a good promo on Rampage last night that that addressed that situation. So, you know, uh, that you know talked about both those guys not coming in with zero and how disappointed. Uh, people were, and then Jay Br- Briscoe, I mean, and then um, 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 Mark Briscoe came out, and I mean, Jay Briscoe, which one? Wait a second. I'm confused for a second. Uh, but he, Briscoe came out and interrupted. Mark, Mark interrupted the, 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 uh, the, the, and said, why are you hanging with those losers? And, he, and Jeff Jarrett was there, and Karen Jarrett was there, and, 
it was good because it did kind of set up this match with them for Wednesday night, I think, uh, or if is it tonight, I'm not sure which one, but it's like, it does set the match up. And, uh, I thought it was, but I thought it was a neat, neat little promo because it's like, I feel bad for the guys who are, Oh, and whatever, you know, they have no points so far and all they're going out there is putting on great matches and, and then losing in the long run. So, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's why I'd like to see Garcia beat Kingston tonight. I really like both those guys, but, yeah. um, Garcia deserves a win in this. Um, and I don't know, like Danielson just suffered two losses in the last week or whatever. I don't know if he can actually lose again, but Brody King, somebody else who has really shined in this tournament. He's somebody that I don't think was getting like much love or credit or exposure before this tournament. And he, has been outstanding. I just think back again to like the match that Brody King and Claudio had in Erie was just awesome. Um, so, I mean, it's definitely helping with guys like that, that are going to establish them as like more like main event caliber yeah. guys moving forward. Um, I don't, I don't know. I, I understand how like tournaments work and the same, like I'll say the same thing about like sports playoffs and stuff. Like I don't really need there to be like, a blue league final and a gold league final and then a final final and stuff like let the round robin thing determine who's just in the finals if you have to do a tiebreaker so be it um but i mean that's just extra that i don't think we need necessarily but um i i still just i we haven't seen a draw yet in the tournament or anything like that um so i feel like that might be coming around that time with the the final of like an individual league or something, but uh, don't let somebody win this tournament that doesn't need it. Sure. And that's what I like. If John Moxley wins this tournament, I'd be so disappointed. Uh, it does nothing for him and it does nothing for anybody else. Um, this is something at, at this point. And honestly, like I, I would put Danielson in that category too. Yeah, I wouldn't. Either um, of those guys can go to the finals. They just can't win. You know? Yeah. That, that, I mean, I this, this is a tournament that should go to Swerve or Andrade, um, like there's, it does not need to go to the the established guys there. Jay White could benefit from it. Um, so we'll see how it wraps up. Yeah, I'm guessing we got four of them tonight on uh, on collision. So we might, we might see one of those one point, you know. One, well, three, three uh, tournament matches. Oh, three tournament matches. I was going to say, well, one of those might go down to the one point tie or whatever the time limit. Um, yeah, I I mean, we almost saw a couple of them, though. There's I no mean, reason not to do that with, like, Kingston and Garcia or whatever. Like, give them – let let most of these – I mean, I don't know. There's, what, three wrestlers that are still not on the board at all, Um, which that, that doesn't help them. Like, going – like, that's – it's not like Mark Briscoe looks really good in these matches, so maybe you could say it, it helps him a little bit. But the tournament hasn't done anything for Jay Lethal – um garcia's had some good matches but it doesn't help i mean i, I feel like they're gonna use that like storyline wise or whatever with his character and going back to being a pro wrestler instead of a sports entertainer and all yeah. that kind of stuff whatever but um no i hate to i hate to complain because there's been some really good wrestling in the tournament and i mean it's a very good group of 12 guys in it but um i'm glad that it's going to be like the round robin portion will be over in a week and I'm not upset about that. Like it's, I'm glad it's not going more than the six weeks and, and playoffs or whatever. Well, one question is who's being left out of TV now with just these 12 
constantly taking everybody music. else. I, I was going to say it pretty much does give everyone a break. Uh, a lot of people. I mean, it's a good distraction for MJF with the injury MJF's going through as well. Not to you know, not not to yeah. focus on that. Um, you know, but I do want to mention now we know why Kenny Omega wasn't in the tournament and because Kenny Omega is having some diverticulitis issues or something yeah. like that. I, but he yeah. came out on TV and said that, Hey, I'm going to be taking a little bit of time off or something like that. And so we're not going to get the golden jets. I, I'm guessing in December at the end of December for that pay-per-view, uh, for, uh, the AEW uh, tag titles. Uh, yeah. And I mean, I, I, obviously, I mean, in my mind, Kenny's a Kenny's at least a top two wrestler in the world and has been for a long time. You hate to see this. Um, it's something that I I mean, I hope he recovers from fully and hopefully that doesn't take too long. But this kind of thing, I mean, you you really don't know if it's gonna be something that just kind of goes away and he's good or something that impacts him for the rest of his life or impacts his career or whatever. Like, I mean, it's tough to say if it's something he ends up needing surgery for or not. Um, that can obviously be really tricky. It's just, uh, it sucks to see. Uh, I mean, he's been through so much these last couple of years and, um, I don't know. I just want him to be back to a hundred percent as a singles wrestler sometime soon. So, yeah, that said, I, I don't want to, like, uh, I would prefer him healthy more than anything else. Um, but uh, I'm not super upset about not seeing the the Golden Jets, the yeah. Winnipeg Jets, whatever. I, like. Yeah, you know, the interesting thing is uh, diverticulitis, it's the same thing Brock Lesnar had when he had his UFC run. And when they had to take out, I think it was like 18 inches of his Nicole or his intestine. And then, uh, and then he came back and fought still. And then, of course, when he fought still, the guy, first guy he took on, kicked him in the in the stomach area the entire match and actually beat him. That's how Brock Lesnar ended up losing, um, at, you know, in the UFC. But that was an issue. But that's something that can be healed through surgery. And if you give enough time to uh, recover, it should be fine. Um, it is something also that goes away too. You know, a diet. I mean, I'm sure Kenny Omega. He's in excellent shape. So it's it's just kind of uh dumbfounding why something like this would happen to someone because i'm sure he eats well and i'm sure you know it, it but you know you go on a liquid diet for a month or something maybe you know but hopefully uh you know i know he was in the hospital bed i saw the picture so yeah. i know he definitely you know is, is going and it's tough because i've had issues i've had the symptoms of diverticulitis in my life and it is not fun to have those pains in your guts it just hurts like crazy you know and it's like um and that, and you know, so I hope he get, you know, I wish him the best in getting back and everything, but it's not too bad. He takes some time off. Apparently he wasn't too fond on the, the uh, golden jets or whatever, you know, as a tag anyways, it's kind of like something that he got put into more than he suggested. I hear. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I, I don't think anybody was too fond of it except for maybe Chris Jericho, but it makes a little sense that maybe Kenny wasn't feeling that well when that awful segment was taking place on Wednesday night uh, with those two and and uh, Bill and Starks. Uh, it just, I, God, that was painful. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, no, I, I'm, uh, it was one of those things too where I feel like before we knew that Kenny was sick, like a lot of us just felt like, um, like we just really don't want to see, like I, I Kenny Omega is one of my favorite wrestlers and I absolutely do not want to see him win the tag titles with Chris Jericho. Um, there's no reason to have Starks and Big Bill lose and like to that kind of randomish team right now. It doesn't help them. 
uh omega's already had the tag belts with uh like a not so regular partner um and you could argue i mean they had some of the best matches in company history uh when him and hangman were a tag team um i just yeah i don't i don't need to see the golden jets i hope that as Kenny's healing up, uh, Tony Khan forgets about putting them <laughs> together and doesn't put them back together. Sure. I just don't, I don't need it. Yeah, especially, I mean, we, I heard uh, Jericho on Rampage last night and it's like, you know, we can, I can live with him just commentating for a while if he needs to do that. But, uh, he's, yeah. I, he's not my favorite commentator by any means, but he's at least better at it than big show mark henry and a bunch of others it's been nice when they've been putting daddy magic out there a little bit because he can do it yeah no he's um, been good yeah but he, he did like yeah. what, collision last week i think it was so it was uh, uh um yeah, yeah i think he did well he did or he did a com like he i know he did some commentary in montreal he did commentary for a match in erie um and then he had a match in montreal with a awesome reception from the crowd um much like they gave evil evil uno as well um, who kept being referred to on uh, that was an ROH match from Montreal that they kept referring to it as his hometown, even though he's from Gatineau, which is basically Ottawa and is, Ottawa is not Montreal. No, it's and not. both those cities will clearly tell you that. Um, but, uh, Oh, he's in his hometown, hometown reset. No, no, there's still a little bit of distance there between Ottawa and Montreal, but, uh, let, you know, okay. The hometown of Canada, that's, that's how it's worked a lot of, a lot of times. So. <laughs> Yeah. Well, you know, yeah, we're Americans. We're dumb. You know, <laughs> it's up. Well, it's north I, of us. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's going to be a whole bunch of shows there next year, so you guys get it right when it comes back. So, uh, uh, I want to talk some about some other stuff. We've gone quite a bit on there. It was a great. So obviously, if you get a chance, I'll, I'll bring up the WWE thing that you alluded to. That's okay. To see Charlotte Flair hurt too. Yeah. Yeah. Man, like that. That clip. Uh, her leg bounces like, off the I, I rope as she you, was going down. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if there's, I mean, some of that is just, you know, like things happen. Um, and the few times I watched the clip quickly, it almost feels like maybe a little bit of the blame goes to both her and Oscar. So, yeah. Like, um, it, it just sucks to see. Cause I will continue to campaign that she's one of the best wrestlers in the world as well gets a whole lot of hate from people but she's better than most and to see her out for that long is uh yeah. is unfortunate especially because they had to put her age in it too when they when i saw it said she was like 37 or 38 it's like that's like a whole that's like a whole I think she's a little younger than that is but she? i don't maybe know. not much yeah it, it was even just mentioning it at to me it makes okay there you got nine months plus that oh, wow. age. she is 37 so, yeah so she yeah she so that's that's not good for someone that, you know, I mean, because your career, your career can only go so long as a wrestler. And, you know, I mean, the closer you get to 40, the more, you know, he's back a little bit, you know. And so, you know, I mean, it was terrible. When we saw it on TV. I remember watching it, and it's like, hey, she's definitely – that's when Michael Cole used the selling. You know, she's selling an injury. It's like, well, she she's really injured, mm. you know. But Yeah, I mean, finishing the match was – was something it looked like they um, called I mean, obviously it. it wasn't a great finish to the match at that point but yeah roll up uh, they impressive to still finish after what happened you could see that they called it after she got hurt as soon as she got hurt then they like okay we're gonna do a roll up off the ropes or something you know and that's how it ended but uh it's a shame you know because it's like uh you know she's i mean if you if you're friends or if you, you know on, on social media or if you follow you see how much 
work Charlotte puts in the gym all the time. I mean, any pictures are from in the gym, you know, and uh, working out and, you know, and then doing like, you know, some glam shots and stuff. But, uh, you know, it, it, you, yeah. you you can you peek your body out, but you can't do anything about injuries when they happen in the ring. You could be like in, you know, you know, tendons don't get stronger. They're always the same strength. And, you know, and tendons and, and muscles can get stronger, yes, but tendons don't. And uh, they and they do break, you know. And, unfortunately, that's what, how most wrestlers' careers end is when they have these non-muscular injuries, you know. And, uh, you know, but. Well, I think in wrestling in general, like, we've seen this year more than ever, like, the aspect of, like, what percentage of injuries are happening that are those freak accidents it's not like it's not like oh they might get injured on this it's just stuff that's happening out of nowhere it's adam cole jumping off the stage it's yeah like that little slip up on the ropes with charlotte flair like it looked like yeah it looked like oscar in danger yeah. it looked like oscar ran up to do it and it's just one of those times where they didn't have enough time for charlotte not to it was fall like charlotte started to go and yeah. oscar wasn't ready yet or something and yeah. it just yeah it was just a flub but like that happens like you're doing those kind of spots like things are going to happen or whatever but um yeah i don't know i just said she to me is one of the best wrestlers in the world she's one of the people who um it's the second generation thing surely it helped her but like there's too many people out there that'll like claim that she's not good she's just rick flair's daughter which is just an absolute joke because she's a better wrestler than him sorry (laughs) um and like she's just one of the more believable uh wrestlers at least in the women's division in, in the way that she carries herself and has a, a variety in her move set and all that kind of stuff it just um I'm, I'm a big fan so i'm i'm disappointed to see that so it's just there's this injury bug has been really hitting wrestling over the past year oh yeah yeah and uh, and she was an athlete in you know growing up and everything as well she played uh, volleyball with one of my uh, friends from from temple yeah. oh yeah so, you know, we wish the best for her. I don't even know. Is she still married to Andrade? I think she is. I don't know. Doesn't seem like I ever Yeah, seen... that was a little I think they were a little off and on is what it seems like, but from my understanding they they are together uh currently. So, so. you used to post a lot of pictures with them and then all of a sudden none. So it's like, you know, it makes you wonder sometimes, but Well, that's man, if they uh I don't know, if if Charlotte and Andrade had a kid, like that's a that's some wrestling blood there because those are two like you think about like when two wrestlers have produced a child and like the genes of becoming a good wrestler like i'm sorry you can't if you have the combination of andrade and charlotte flair there's not much of a better combo there in my opinion in ring it's like like seth rollins and becky you know (laughs) yeah you know, you're going to, yep. you know, you never know, you know, I mean, unfortunately you can't be born into the business, but you know, a lot of, a lot of kids from wrestlers go out and try to do other things and then realize, you know what, I, I've kind of got a built in, uh, you know, persona family connection to this and you know, it, it works. It's know? strange. Cause I remember back in like the nineties or whatever, like how big of a deal they made the second generation thing seem. And then we got to the point where it was like, Oh, are there, is there anybody left that's not like second generation? Like it, it went into a totally different era like that. But when you grow up around the business, I mean, same type of thing with, I, I like, well, look at the bloodline we I'm, haven't seen in, in forever. Yeah. All Austin and Colton Gunn are really good. They have, they weren't good when they started in AEW. They were on TV too soon, but it was dark and it was AEW dark and whatever. Um, but they've improved so much that I think like, 
take away the fact that, okay, yeah, they're Billy Gunn's kids um, or they're Bart Gunn's Ill illegitimate nephews. <laughs> um, but like, they're really good. Uh, and it has, I mean, you grow up in the business, you're around it that much. You, you do pick up on things. You have a, a sense for everything in the business like that. So it, it definitely does help some more than others. Um, but that's another situation with like, can we please get the guns back on TV? Yeah, like and they, they claimed were, they were killing it. For Whatever, and then yeah. like, oh, Continental Classic, we're just forgetting about everybody else. Yeah, I was gonna say, I was thinking, when's the last time I seen the acclaimed or the guns on TV? Yeah, it's been the a acclaimed while. and Billy Gunn, who happened to be the World Trios champions, apparently. Um, and then they had their 69 day celebration, and I don't know if we've seen them since. I don't think like, so. You have uh, you, like these Continental Classic matches too. Like they've got 20 minute time limits. Like you have time to do more with your women's division and more with your trios champs and more with the guns and all these people. But like, it feels like everybody's just been like, ah, oh, we don't need you for a while. Like that, that's, that's the problem with Tony's booking. Yeah. He, he you know, he gets set on something and it's just over killing of something for a while and then they're done. And then somebody else rotates in and does too much in a short period of time, spread it out. And after this continental classic, can we please get to a point where like, Nobody needs to wrestle more than every other week on television when you have that big of a roster. They can still do interviews or whatever, but there's there is no reason to have anybody wrestling every week. And there, in my opinion, there should, even in tournaments, there should be no situation where somebody is wrestling on television more than once a week, unless it's a pay-per-view, yeah. um, which is like a separate thing. But there's just... It's too much. You know, one thing uh, I, I was going to mention when you said Brian Danielson has two losses in the last week. He, remember, he had three wins in seven days last week. So, which was, was really in five. Oh, the yeah. way it was taped. Yeah, but yeah, yes, yeah. It aired in seven. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, like he's the type of really good professional wrestler that can pull off a bunch of matches in a short period of time that are all going to still be interesting to watch. But I'd rather you spread it out a little bit, like. Um, Tournaments are different, whatever, but time to start. Like, that's going to be the problem, in my opinion, looking ahead. What do we talk about every time there's an AEW pay-per-view? Like, oh, they're not really building it up, and all of a sudden this card's thrown together. And, like, all, like, is that what's happening here? Because all you've been doing is a Continental Classic, and you have a pay-per-view two weeks from today. Yeah. And, yeah, sure, great. You're going to have the finals for that tournament. What else are you going to have? What else are you building up? Like, you're hopefully going to have MJF and Samoa Joe, um, all injuries considered and stuff. But, like, what do you have going on in, like, the the tag uh, the tag division? You don't really have your tag champions still, um, like, doing anything. You don't have your trios champions doing anything. You've done a little bit with, like, a few of the same people every week in the women's division. Sure. Um, but that's all. I mean, it's like Tony does her set. Tony Storm does her segments. Sky Blue wrestles a lot right now. Um, Statlander gets to show up once in a while. But like, what's going like? I don't know. There's just well, they're, they're he's got to start to rotate some other people in to, yeah. to make their matches at the pay-per-view seem like they're worthy of being on the pay-per-view. I was going to say there's it looks like they were uh, tagging or they were uh, teaming up uh, Statlander with uh, Willow there for uh uh, whenever Willow's involved, Statlander seems to be coming out and stuff like that. So they're kind of pairing a bunch of people up. But yeah, you're right. It's 
really kind of you know uh, rustling themselves into a corner. If they really wanted to get crazy, they could have just put this whole tournament on this last pay per view and just done it like a King of the Ring or something. You know, I would not have had a problem. You know, or at least you know maybe like the last three rounds or something. I don't know. I mean that. Yeah. I mean, uh, I was a huge fan of the of the real King of the Ring, in my opinion. I was a big fan of the King of the Ring from 93 till uh, I I almost want to say like 97 or something, but I'm not going to I'm not going to leave out 99 because of King Billy Gunn, who never got what he deserved after winning King of the Ring. Uh, Thanks, The Rock. But um, yeah, like three rounds in one night and stuff. The, The tough part is like we're seeing 20 minute matches in this tournament. And you know, if you're doing three rounds in one night, you're not getting 20 minute matches. You're getting a bunch of three, four minute matches. True, true. Um, but um, no, I, I wouldn't be opposed to them doing something like that for one of these tournaments. We talked about how many of their, of them they do. Um, but yeah, I don't know if there, I mean, there's going to be another pay-per-view match. It's like two of the losers from the tournament who have developed a rivalry or whatever. Like I just, I feel like it's going to be another one of those like random match pay-per-views by the time they somehow like, yeah, I mean, especially too, because we're not going to know, like there's a couple people that are kind of out of the tournament at this point, um, but we're not really going to know like who's in the finals until a couple days before. Um, and then it's like, oh, well, since they're in the finals, then we're going to random, we're going to give this random match with these other people that were in the tournament that didn't make the finals and stuff. And, uh, and maybe they'll throw Dan Housen in and something, or who knows? He's been getting some TV time recently as well, too. Uh, you know, we get, I mean, Dan the Housen, part too, I think, yeah. is, uh, well, well, let me say this. I, what I like about this tournament um, is that we've seen some proverbial upsets. It is one of AEW's biggest problems, in my opinion, is that it is the most predictable product out there. Like, every time you see a match graphic, you know who's going to win before the show even starts. Um, That's the way that it has worked for a very long time. And it's unfortunate. And and so, like, in this tournament, it's been nice to see some upsets and things like that. And I think that's just something that they really have to, they really got to work on. Like, I want to watch a match and wonder who's going to win. That's why, like, I I almost don't want to complain about the Athena-Billy Starks match from last night on ROH because, like, uh, the winner was not really who I would have bet on. Um, it would, and that's nice to see that once in a while. So like, I, I would love to see them incorporate that more. Um, but I mean, same type of thing like tonight, like you've got orange Cassidy is going to defend the international title against Brian Keith, which will be a great match, but there's not one person that thinks that Brian Keith is going to upset orange Cassidy. Like he's not even a real member of the roster. So like, is he going to become a champion? without being under contract like there's just too many of those kind of matches so it's just like well these these people will put on a good match but we already know who's going to win going into it cool so uh i want to move a little bit on what do i want to mention something two things before i go into my list of things so the devil uh beat up uh adam page last week uh, last wednesday adam page was also one of the rumored people to be the devil uh now getting beat up by the devil proves that, you know, you know, he can't be in two places at the same time. So we're immediately eliminating Adam Page from the list now of people who are the devil. Is it going to be MJF? Is that what's going to happen? Because, I mean, he was the original devil in the mask. I mean, by that <laughs> logic, like the, the devil did 
supposedly beat up MJF. He was well, he was laid out on the ground, but yeah, he didn't yeah. see the attack. No. Um, so I mean that like credit to the booking on that that kind of leaves the question marks um with that kind of stuff. Um I still think Adam Cole is the if I had to bet on one person I would pick Adam Cole, but there's um different options in that. Listen, I'm I'm okay if Jack Perry is one of the henchmen or whatever you the druids, the whatever the the creepers, whatever you want to call these guys. Don't let him be the devil. Um Jack Perry is going to be in a very tough situation when he comes back because people don't want to cheer him. You can't have him come back as a baby face, but people also like the heel thing is going to be weird. Like if you try to make him too big of a star when he comes back, people are going to hate on that as well. Um, that's why I think he could be one of the people, but not the actual devil itself. But obviously they've been teasing. That's what three things now that have happened with real glass. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah, like, yeah. I mean, there's, I don't think that's an accident that, Hopefully that's just them like putting more like things to make you think about out there, but it's not actually him. Um, so well, we know it's I, not I, punk. <laughs> no, yeah, it's definitely not him. Um, if uh, no, because I mean he's home and he's happy and he's yeah. smiling and ugh. there's a lot of people um, that are very critical, by the way, of his promos since he's come back and about as they should be because yeah, they're yeah. the fakest things of all time. Yeah, you know he claims to be you know you know shoot from the hip and everything and everything you know he's not shooting from any hip. You know, I mean maybe the guy realizes that this is his last chance. Uh, hopefully play, play he realizes nice. that by now. <laughs> yeah. um, the predictions of whether or not he's going to ruin it. Yet again, I mean, still seems kind of likely, but I mean, I, I like I said last week, like I just I'm not buying the I'm home. I'm so happy to be here. Blah, blah. Like, stop, stop. You know, you're you're not there because it's home. Um, the almighty yeah. dollar sign has a lot to do with it. I think, you know, I think maybe he wants to uh, prove. Tony Khan made a big mistake. Who knows? You know, I mean, he, you know, he didn't make it. They, and I, I will be critical of Tony Khan on a weekly basis, but uh, firing CM Punk was one of his best decisions of the year. Uh, and there's so like, eh, God, the trolls online, yeah. they comment on every little thing where they're like, they pop up on like an AEW thing with their comments and their profile pictures, CM Punk and stuff. And it's like, stop, like, stop like it's so annoying um i like they act like oh it such a big mistake by tony khan on fire oh no it's not no it's not like punk is clearly happier right now so good for him i guess uh yeah. like it, there's no it, it, it can be a win-win all around that he's no longer in AEW. there's a lot of people who are happy he's not there anymore there's a lot of people that are happy that he's in a in wwe um like it's okay um the way that it is so well, you, did you see the nxt promo that he cut on their pay their live that event i did not see last saturday no. go back and watch it uh it looks like they sent him out there with nothing to say honestly and then Shawn michaels was out there too and, the, and I mean, that's what it's that's what these promos have felt like i've yeah. seen i've seen all the other ones and like it to me it's a lot of like just filling time it's like, oh, well, we're going well, we to space paid, this out yeah. so we can find out where he signed. We just paid a lot of money. Weeks. Yeah, we just paid a lot of money for him. So we're going to put him on everything for the first week or so, you know? And that's what they did. And they brought him out. And I think that Shawn Michaels, I mean, he kind of like criticized him a little bit in the middle of cutting the promo, talking about Triple H. 
Uh, so we got to go back and watch it. It's uh, it's interesting because it's like, uh, but he did announce this week that he's uh, signed with Raw and he's going to be part of the Royal Rumble. And then Seth Rollins came out. Seth Rollins, who was upset about him being signed in the first place, whatever. You know, I, I don't believe anything I see on TV is being something legitimate. So I mean, that's I think that, that that was all planned out well in advance. But uh, I think a lot of that was planned. But again, I think a lot of it was a a work shoot. A lot of it was using real life feelings to benefit the business. Um, and so they can, I mean, they, they certainly can at some point go out there and have a hard hitting, believable match um, where they're working together, but you know that they don't love each other. No, um, I mean, Seth Rollins said to his face in the middle of the ring, he hated him and, uh, yeah. and CM Punk poker faced it, you know, and he called him a cancer in the locker room, like in an interview, like a year ago and stuff. I mean, that's not, um, I mean, I agreed with everything Rollins said, obviously, but yeah, um, yeah I mean, if anybody's going to get a good match out of him, it's probably Seth Rollins, and uh, we'll see how that goes. But cool. Um, don't want to yeah, give him I, too I much like, time. People are just like AEW's dying without CM Punk. No, it's not. No, it's not. Like, can we stop like this love affair? Like, he had the best matches in the company, or the company won't survive without him. All this stuff. Like, the company was just fine before he came around. Yeah. And then he spiked the ratings, and then it just kind of became a normal thing. And then he missed time with injury, and he missed time with injury again and stuff. And like, but like, it's okay. Like, you don't like they're surviving without Cody Rhodes, and like he was a pretty big part of the company, and he's a really good worker. Um, but like it's not all about just one person or whatever. No. Like, oh, they lost Jade Cargill. Like, no, cause everybody hated on Jade Cargill when she was there. Yeah. Uh, I think she's a talent or whatever. I, I don't necessarily agree with them. Like WWE's like parading her out there. And then it's like, Oh, just kidding. Like we're going to train her first. Yeah. She disappears. Yeah. Wait. Right. <clears throat> well, I'll just say one thing. I know that if you're, if you're like me, you probably not, but you look at the ratings every week from show CM Punk's first show on raw did uh they brought him out it did less than the week before okay so right now people are saying okay maybe not the rating savior not that they're looking for the rating savior i don't think they care about their numbers to be honest with you they did they would probably have a lot more celebrities showing up on wwe tv because those seem to spike the ratings more than anything else but uh, <clears throat> but he did you know they, they they've seen you know punk's numbers did not you know increase anything you know, I think SmackDown, his first appearance SmackDown did go up a little bit, but I don't think, uh, you know, that number is always fluctuating on because, you know, the week before it was on FS1, so nobody got to see it then, you know, or supposedly. I mean, if you look at the numbers, AEW actually drew more people that week they were on FS1 than than SmackDown drew. So, yeah. which which no one, you know, the only people, listen, AEW was trumpeting it, yes, and we mentioned it, I'm sure, as well. But WWE, you know, they're like, eh, it's FS1, it's you know, cable-driven, it's in the 400s on spectrum channels you know it's like you know and it doesn't automatically record because i don't know why it doesn't to be honest with you if you have a dvr but it doesn't but i think that you know i mean it's to be seen what happens with the, the guy and everything but i just think that uh, maybe they'll parade him around a bit and then just kind of push him to the side for a little bit i mean he announces he's going to be in the royal rumble that's a month from now maybe he disappears for that i mean it's more than a month from now yeah, like yeah i just i like i wonder and again, I, I don't really care, but like, I wonder, I'm curious, like, what are you doing with him in the meantime? Like, he's got a house show match after Christmas. Um, you're going to have to do something with him other than him coming out and cutting these random promos every week or other week or whatever. Um, and I, I don't know, like, 
it's a situation that I kind of feel like AEW's been in a lot too, where like you get something big and then like what do you do with them? And then like you have a bunch of people buying tickets to see somebody because they just debuted in the company, but then like if you don't have anything to do with them, they can't be on TV every single night. And then like fans are going to be disappointed if they don't see them or whatever. So uh, I mean that a lot of that I'm thinking of Adam Copeland too. Sure. Sure. Um, which I don't, I mean, I didn't hear all of uh, dynamite. Like as I watched it, like I was pretty busy on Wednesday night or whatever, but yeah. like I, I, I watched the show, um, but I'm sure there's some things that I, I might not have heard or missed. Did they even reference the fact that like, Adam Copeland and Christian Cage were in the main event the week before for a title. And then there was like a turn randomly yeah. by Shayna Wayne and stuff like they built up this match or whatever. And then I feel like it was just like, okay, well, we'll, we'll mention it again when we get back to it. Like at some point, well, they probably were like me. Uh, a lot of the fans were like me and like, who's this, <laughs> you know, because it's not like they kept, they kept parading her around TV, you know? So yeah. I think maybe that's why they might've just swept it under a little bit, you know, and not made a big deal about that. But yeah, I mean, going along with what I was saying earlier, like, I, I don't need them to, like, jump right into, like, the next chapter of that feud. Um, but you could, I don't know, you could mention that, like, that was the main event the week before, like, yeah. and next week we'll hear from whatever or something. Like, um, you don't need to overkill it, um, but you also don't need to, like, build things up as the biggest match of all time and then, like, just drop it. Like, which I feel like happens sometimes too. So it certainly I'm does. sure they're going to wrestle again. I don't know if it'll be at world's end or um, space it out more or whatever, but like, it's just, it's weird to me that you would, you would put so much story into that with the turn and stuff like that and not follow up with it at all. It makes me think of like, you know, like the attitude era, like you wouldn't necessarily get a match the next week, but like the show would start with like following up on the big turn the week before yeah, or something yeah. like that. Like you keep the story going yeah. as opposed to just like, oh, like everybody's going to forget about it, but then we'll bring it back up. So we'll be okay. Yeah, no, no. Yeah, that's definitely not a good way to pace this. And I, I'm assuming if, if Edge wasn't going to win that title, you know, the Wednesday before that this would continue on into, you know, eventually you could have a whole series of matches and, you know, eventually become a cage match or something where no one interferes and, but you know, it's like, uh, but he didn't win it. So, I mean, if he had won it, yeah, that would, I mean, you know, I think, I don't know. I'm Those two will be okay. But the fact that they had a Shane, a Wayne turn, yeah. nobody cared about that. And, uh, and really nobody's going to care about it. If you don't follow up on that the next week, Definitely. like if they, if they come out like this week, like people be like, what, like, why is she there? Like, what's going on? Like, this doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. And they did all of that without like Nick Wayne being out there at all and stuff. Like, it's just, it's very weird. I I honestly, I I feel like edge, uh, being there, um, so tough to kick that name. Um, but like, it's been a little weird since his debut. Like, I, I think, I feel like they were expecting like bigger reactions or bigger jump to, ticket sales or ratings or whatever and stuff and they haven't really had him in many no matches and the promos have kind of like I, yeah, I don't even know if he can wrestle that it's just much been weird i don't he never really wrestled a lot since he came back from wwe yeah. so he, he doesn't need to but yeah. like i just feel like there's i don't know like it's just not i don't think it's hitting the way they thought it was going to um well he definitely and i don't know where yeah. the fault lies with that well he was a traded uh, out for punk i think a lot of the money at least that punk was getting when that went to edge then you know and, yeah. and i don't know if 
those guys, I mean, I don't know. I'm not going to critique either of them on how they reacted by the crowd, but obviously Punk drew that, you know, if you're in Chicago, you're going to get that explosion, you know, in the crowd and everything, and he will sell tickets. Edge, I, you know, maybe in Canada, you know, uh, you know, will do better, but I think, you know, <clears throat> elsewhere, you know, he's well, like, that's the thing. I don't know if they just didn't build that up, like, because that didn't really, that match should have been built up to a point where it sold more tickets in Montreal than it did. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. It should have. It, and it should have gotten better rating and all that kind of stuff, but it didn't. Um, and I don't know if that, like, if they just needed to build that up, like, announce that match sooner um, or what the case was or if people thought, like, well, this is just kind of, this is going to be, like, almost like a throwaway match because, you know, this isn't going to be, like, the blow-off of the feud or anything. Yeah. It's just getting started, but... Um, it didn't really do any kind of numbers that anybody was hoping it would. Um, but I mean, there's still more of that story to tell and same type of thing, just with Christian specifically, like he's somebody that has been doing great work and you can't just, he can't be in the category of the guns and all these people were just being like forgotten about No, you're during right. like continental classic time and stuff. Like you, you gotta keep. It doesn't have to be a match every week. It doesn't have to be a long in-ring promo or whatever. Maybe it's just a quick interview or a recap package or something. But, like, there's too many people just being, like, forgotten about. And then when they pop back up, we're supposed to care. But, like, I feel like there's just a different way to book it. Especially there's no excuse now that you've got a 400 hours of TV every week. There's no excuse left. When you had two hours of TV a week, sure. Go ahead. Use that excuse all day long. Uh, there's no excuse left at this point. Yeah, I was going to say he's one who's kind of gotten hurting by this tournament a little bit, I think, at least in, because he's, you know, even if he comes out and just cuts a good heel promo, I mean, I'm happy with that. And that's what he's been doing so well for recently, you know, it's just coming out and just hating on, you know, the world pretty much. So, and kind of causing, you know, kind of being like a Jim Jones religious leader, you know, it's like, you know, you follow me with like, you know, uh, Luchasaurus. He's, he's done great work. Yeah. Like this, this to me, like is no fault of his own. There's just gotta be, uh, you can't keep having these, like, I don't know. Like you're, you were almost establishing, like, these are like the top dynamite people and these are the top collision people. But then these people like aren't on shows, like thinking about that eerie show I was at, like how many people were not there. Um, and yeah, that's going to happen once in a while or whatever, but you've got to, you've got to have your top stars and your champions. The people who have belts need to be like, you need to be able to immediately remember like this, this is the current champion. This is that current champion. Like right now, if you quizzed AEW fans, like who's the trios champions, would they remember? Like there's so much of that stuff. Like, cause it's just not, it's not given that kind of like focus in the ver there's so many different ways you can do it and especially in this day and age of social media and youtube and all these like there's there's ways plus all of your hours of television a week like there's ways to do it and they're not doing it it's just like oh well here's like here's your next tournament match here's another john moxley here's uh i hate to say this here's another orange cassidy match yeah. I, I hate pointing that out because i'm a big fan of jim like whatever like Orange Cassidy is a very good professional wrestler. All of his title reign matches, his reigns, which is basically a reign, um, have been really good and stuff like that. But sometimes it's been too much. Um, you know, I just, 
I don't know. There's a lot of that booking stuff that I don't understand. Definitely, so. definitely. So uh, let's move on a little bit. I want to talk. Uh, last night, SmackDown ran a preview for Iron Claw. Uh, of course, this past week, we got a lot of Iron Claw with uh, AEW Dynamite. We got to see the Von Erics and everything and got the got to see actually the Claw at one point. Uh, and, and it was on Rampage last night as well as I'm sure – uh, whenever Kevin Von Erich is a Kevin, yeah, Kevin, uh, yeah. yeah, Kevin, what he can do it whenever he does, uh, I'm sure. But, uh, I was really surprised that WWE actually gave it some time last night. They gave, they sort of ran the preview. That is and interesting. Yeah. yeah. So I know they wanted to, and I know both companies wanted to do something about it just because it's this weekend. I think that the debut. So, uh, is it this weekend or not? It's this, it's, I think it's this coming week. Yeah. It's yeah a, I think they pushed it to what's the Christmas weekend, 22nd. The, I think it's the 20th now, maybe okay. or something that it comes out. Yeah. I don't even know what day of the week movies come out on now. Everything's changed. <laughs> it's usually like Thursday. It used to be like the day of the week where like movies always came out and CDs always got released and stuff. Now it's all changed. Now it's all Microsoft so. updates on Tuesdays. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> zoom updates on saturday mornings yeah and now so, like new music gets put on like spotify on like fridays at midnight and stuff i don't know so it's a different era yeah um def- without a doubt but uh so that's coming up this week iron claw we're gonna get we got a lot of previews for it and stuff i hope it does very well uh i i'm looking forward to seeing it i really am um it was cool seeing some of those pictures from the one premiere with like yeah, MJF, MJF and, and John Cena talking yeah. quite a bit. And that Liv kind of Morgan, stuff. And yeah. Liv Morgan there with uh, MJF. I thought they had like a relationship at one time or something. I thought I had heard that. So, uh, a little bit. I mean, he had been kind of flirting and stuff with that. But uh, MJF is now with uh, Alicia Toot, the uh, former MLW announcer, and she did a bunch of stuff in like the Toronto indie scene and stuff like that. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. So there's yeah, just it's nice seeing companies crossing uh boundaries at a movie premiere and uh that was yeah this past week so yeah I did some think- people like like the fans just like blow that up so much or whatever and it's like you like it's a reminder that like these people might be in rival companies but they're still friends it's the same type of thing that like sports fans don't want to acknowledge that like you hate this rival team but the players didn't necessarily grow up fans of the team they're now playing for and they have friends on the other team and they're going to exchange jerseys on the football field after the game and they're going to talk to each other outside the hockey locker rooms early to kayfabe hockey kayfabe like they're going to say like (laughs) hi to each other when they show up at the arena in the morning for the morning skate and stuff like like it's just um so i it's cool to see those interactions (laughs) and and the respect kind of between wrestlers of rival companies and stuff like that and to see john cena talking with a current world champion like um, what looked to be like a genuine conversation going on. So. And someone had pointed out someday MJF will be wrestling for WWE because that's how it works. You work for both companies eventually someday. You bounce back and forth. You're good with one company until, you're, until your contract runs out, and then you're available to either any company when your contract's done. And I, I eventually expect to see MJF, you know, uh, in WWE, not as soon as ever as he's teasing, but uh, – he will be there someday. I mean, I feel it, like they've kind of they've toned that down a little bit, though. It is interesting that AEW keeps putting out the the collage graphics for upcoming events in 2024, and MJF's not pictured on any of them, um, which I think is them just playing into the whole thing too. But yeah, I know Cody was asked this week about MJF and like the muscle he's been putting on, and 
uh, that Cody would like to see him in WWE someday and stuff. But like, of course, you're going to say those things like um, so. Yeah, I mean, it happens with most people. And and usually that's a good thing. You get a, a new set of opponents and everything else. It's not like the end of the world like that. But there's there will be some people that that never jump ship one way or another. Um, 2024 is like take away the whole like MJF talking about the bidding war of 2024. Like take him out of the equation. There is still going to be so much happening in wrestling in free agency in 2024 it's going to be the biggest year for that like ever um and there's been reports coming out about uh when rollins contract is up when becky's contract is up uh drew like there's there's a ton of people that are going to be out there like somebody's going to probably get okada uh somebody already got will osprey like yeah. there's there, Deanna Perrazzo is like the top of my free free agent list right now, to be honest. She just finished up with Impact last weekend. And like, if I'm in charge of any of these companies, I want to sign her. Um, WWE had her before. And they didn't really do anything with her in NXT and stuff. But would they take her back? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. WWE's good be a, at that. It'd be stupid not to. It's good I at that. I really hope yeah. she ends up in AEW. I think she's the type of really well-rounded professional wrestler that is needed to spark that women's division AEW. That's one but. thing. That's one thing about WWE is they'll sign people to NXT and they'll train them to wrestle, and they'll and they'll and they'll try to use them in different ways, and then they'll let them go. And then if they want to wrestle, still they'll be places where they can develop their character. Impact Wrestling, AEW, MLW, even on the Indies. That's where right now what Matt Cardona is doing, sort of. You know, I mean, he's you know you completely develop this character. Matt Cardona is not really far off of what he was doing in WWE though. But I'm just saying you let, you learn to be better. At, he's the king. Of the indies for sure yeah, i mean he, he is yeah. the, the what he has done uh you know gcw comes to mind first but what he's done everywhere he has shown up at he is um i i know not everybody follows the indies but the work he's done on the indies has been at least as good if not better than anything people saw from him on worldwide television so um i i hope he ends up back the the former esw heavyweight champion i hope he ends up back you know, in Western New York again next year because yeah. he's done incredible work. Um, and I, I would be very surprised if he does not show back up in in WWE one of these years. Yeah, yeah. Um, it might not be too soon, but I mean, his his stock has gone up since leaving there. And you think about it, like LA Knight. You look at him; he's been dabbling in WWE minors for a while, and then he went to Impact and kind of got that character down, you know, the, you know, the character he's doing now, which is the what, you know, and the, uh, you know, you know, I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, like, like I've said, like, I, I don't really get the appeal to be honest, but I'm not going to be a hater on it. Like I I've seen like the, the polls pop up online and stuff where people are saying like, he's been the best face in professional wrestling in 2023. If that's the case, sure. Great. I mean, good for him on that stuff um wouldn't be my vote but if that's what people like that's that's great like um and yeah i mean he's somebody that's been around for forever yeah yeah um yeah. so i mean it's nice to see different stars popping up and stuff like that and and sometimes you just need to go to a different company or sometimes you need to you need to leave and come back yeah and and build up your uh yeah there's a there's a lot of that that happens in in all areas of life where sometimes you got to walk away from something improve yourself and then come back better than ever. So, yep. um, 
We'll leave it at that. I was going to say, I know when you, you see like the exercise videos by Triple H with LA Knight in the background is one of the exercising people with them, you know, remember when those were hit like 20 years ago or whatever, you know, when everybody was putting out exercise videos and stuff. So it's like, yeah, he's been, the guy's been around. I loved him when he was impact. So it's like, and yeah, I know it's not everyone's cup of tea, but right now he's getting over big time. In fact, he had a big thing last night that happened on SmackDown with him where the re-debuting AJ Styles uh, came out and saved Randy Orton and him from getting beat down by the bloodline. And yeah, then is he, the J for jacked? Where did those muscles come from? I saw a photo of him this time. morning, like pop up, and I was like, "What?" Yeah, he's got that six pack going. They won't. They're not going to make him wear a shirt or anything anymore. You know, he's got to yeah. stick that. Yeah, AJ came back and AJ uh, took out LA Knight at the end too. After he saved him, and then he took him out and then left. So. Mm. I don't care. AJ can do his own thing. You know, I mean, uh, but, uh, you know, he's he's like with another guy who was taken out by the bloodline, so has revenge in mind with them as well. But uh, he did show up last night. It was good. He might have been a surprise at some other event that we were – I think that he was, you know, he was like a mystery guy, and he could have been – could have been the guy in the tournament. All you know, the uh, it could have been in this tournament they're going for the against Logan Paul. But uh, God, I wish he was in the Continental Classic. Yeah, the, you know, yeah. He, that would be great too. He definitely, but he, you know, he came back looking fantastic. So we go through a bit, bit of news before we get out of here. I think I got all the things I want. I did want to hit too that last night Carmelo Hayes uh, pinned Grayson Waller in, in that tournament that I just mentioned for the uh, to get a chance to take on Logan Paul uh, the first pay per view in January. And uh, I, Carmelo, is Carmelo up on the main roster now? Or I is... don't know, but he beat freaking Grayson Waller. And it's like he was the quote unquote the NXT wild card that was thrown into it. They had the bracket okay. with the NXT. Okay. Shawn Michaels announced it during the uh, live event last Saturday night. And uh, yeah, he was uh, surprising. They put him over Grayson Waller. He talked about, I think he was wrestling. Grayson Waller, when Grayson Waller broke his leg in the ring, which was uh, in NXT. So, uh, but they've, Grayson Waller's been pretty much fast tracked up to the main, the main roster. If they consider SmackDown and Raw the main roster, you guys know who've been listening to the show know I think that anything on the even platform is not moving up, but it is moving up apparently if you go from NXT on Tuesday nights to Monday Night Raw or Friday Night uh, SmackDown. So he, so he may be up. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. It was, uh, you know, he's a great wrestler. He has a lot of charisma. And, uh, you know, he had a very short run, though, as a champ there in NXT. Uh, and who knows? If someone needed to move up, I guess. But uh, let's go through some of the news, and then we'll get out of here. Uh, <clears throat> I already mentioned Charlotte Flair is going to be out for nine months, uh, at least with uh, due to the knee injury that happened on SmackDown last week, which is a bummer. Um WWE star Liv Morgan was arrested on Thursday in Sumter County, Florida. Morgan was charged with possession of synthetic cannabinoid, possession of marijuana, and possession of drug equipment. The Village News reports that Morgan was pulled over after a deputy saw her driver Jeep cross over the yellow and white line several times. The deputy discovered a baggie containing marijuana, along with marijuana vape pen in the center console of her vehicle. Morgan was booked at the Sumter County Detention Center, released on a $3,000 bond. Morgan has been sidelined from the ring since July due to a shoulder injury. Uh, Liv, move up to New York. It's not illegal here, I believe, unless she – and she was not – she was not under the influence. So they just – she was just driving erratically, apparently, and they pulled her over searched her car and found this stuff. So, but you wouldn't have got arrested for that. I think here in New York, uh, live. So why don't you move up here? 
Uh, I'm just saying that. But, uh, yeah, you know, I mean, we, you know, you people want to know what's going on with Liv. We saw her at the, the preview or the uh, uh, for uh, Iron Claw there, uh, the uh, the premiere. I'm sorry. That's what I meant. And uh, so, I don't know. Uh, some other new, we mentioned that uh, Kenny Omega is out. Uh, he was hospitalized recently uh, from issues with diverticulitis. Don't know if that match is going to happen December 30th now with him and Jericho versus Big Bill and Ricky Starks. Uh, yeah. I, I, I don't see any way. Even if he's feeling like that that kind of illness, I guess you would categorize it, categorize yeah. it as. Like it's not something that, like again, it could be lifelong. It could be fine in a couple of weeks or whatever. But that pay per view is only two weeks away. There's no reason to, even if he's somehow hopefully magically feeling better by then. You don't need to rush into him wrestling another match in this calendar year no no and hopefully he doesn't need surgery and then just time away yeah. might help it so and this is the time of the year if and i don't th- i think the surgery is still pretty rare yeah um, i do too yeah. yeah so you got it's got to be in bad shape so yeah uh i mentioned aj styles made his return to tv last night and by the way Rennie, i loved godzilla minus one if i would suggest anyone to go uh see it it's all in subtitles though so if you don't like reading movies don't you know you'll have a hard time with it but it's an excellent movie Kyle Fletcher is your new Ring of Honor TV champ. Uh, the Aussie Open member won the title and survival of the fittest match at uh, Final Battle last night that I think just ended uh, yeah, right around now. No. It might still be going on. <laughs> I don't even know. This is Fletcher's first solo title reign uh, with Tony Khan. His tag partner, Mark Davis, is currently out with an injury. His first solo title ever in his career. Wow. There you go. That's pretty cool. WWE. And he's had a big year. Right? Yeah. I mean, he had. New Japan tag titles, ROH tag titles, all sorts of stuff. And um, I I hope when Mark Davis is healthy, they get back together as a team because I really like Aussie Open as a team. But uh, Fletcher's been doing some good work on on his own. So I'm not – I was hoping that Castle would get the title and then him and Johnny TV could feud over it. It makes sense for that to be a TV title feud. Um, but if anybody else was going to win that match, I, I would have hoped for it to be Fletcher. So – We'll see what he can do with it. And you got that. So uh, WWE appears to be working on a new show uh, or pre-show attraction at their television shows ahead of last night's SmackDown. Uh, they had they had two dark matches that took place while, while I said WWE Speed was featured on logos on the side of the ring. The bout saw NXT superstar Nathan Frazier take on Bronson Reed from Raw in a very quick match, and Big Bron- uh, which Big Bronson won. And free agent Cedric Alexander took on NXT superstar Axiom as well. Uh, Corey Graves and Keith Pat and Kevin Patrick were at ringside doing commentary during the bouts, which were filmed as if they were broadcast. So even though no specific plans have been announced yet, so look for and may possibly new show WWE Speed. How? Uh, I mean, if you've got the stage and the ring and stuff, like, is there enough space to keep a bus over fifty miles per hour? Um, uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> just don't slow down, okay? Yeah, just oh. go in circles like the Undertaker on his bike. <laughs> um, uh, such a, a bad movie that I that's still such a great movie. I might need to watch that soon. We had some weird news this week. TK, well, this is not weird news. This is interesting. TKO is Mark Shapiro and WWE's Nick Khan and Paul Levesque met with Warner Brothers Discovery officials on Monday in New York City. The trio met with WBD Chief Revenue and Strategic Officer Bruce Campbell at their headquarters regarding the WWE Raw television rights. 
which I find interesting because, you know, we, of course, AEW works with Warner Brothers uh, Discovery as well. Uh, we will see. I mean, uh, you know, WWE likes these th- exclusivity issues, so they would not be happy to share a, uh, their uh, a wrestling program. No. On, on any I think of- that, that lawsuit with MLW finally just wrapped up recently. But, uh, yeah, I don't, I mean, I don't see WWE ending up uh, with Warner Brothers Discovery, but um, it's, yeah, that's made a lot of headlines this week for sure. Yeah, so I guess, you know, I mean, there's a lot of negotiating going on still. The Raw will be no longer with NBC Universal at the end of next year or the middle, towards the end of the next year. So we'll find out what's going to happen, I'm guessing, pretty quick. Um, I mean, it's going to be interesting to see what, I mean, because I think there's rumors or whatever about, like, Warner Brothers may end up, like, losing the NBA or something, and then, like, that's a huge part of their schedule obviously they've they've picked up hockey in the last year or two but like um i don't know i just don't i don't see a way that two rival wrestling corporations almost like can be under the same umbrella i don't think that would work i don't think so so either so keep your eyes on that folks because it's going to be big news next year that's for sure if anything i think it's just like all these like whether you're on the the TV network side of things, whether you're WWE, whether you're AEW, whatever, like the more offers you get or conversations, sometimes you can just use that as better negotiation with somebody else. So I, I feel like that's kind of what's going on here. I agree. I agree. And, and, and I think it doesn't, wouldn't surprise me at all. So, uh, and eventually I'm guessing eventually when, uh, uh, AEW rights are up, when they sign with someone new that they probably will go away from the pay-per-view mode and go to like the streaming service, like WWE does with Peacock right now. Um, I've just, they, they've been very hot to being on uh, max. I know that. And uh, who knows, you know, maybe that will be it. So we'll see as time will tell um, coming up. If you want to watch AW collision tonight, you've got uh, four great matches, Brody King versus Brian Danielson for the continental classic tournament. In the Blue League, we've got Andrade versus Claudio Castronoli in a Continental Classic Blue League match as well. And Eddie Kingston's taking on Daniel Garcia in a Blue League match tonight as well. Uh, And the other match beside that, and you mentioned earlier, Orange Cassidy versus Brian Keith uh, for the AEW International Championship. Brian Keith, you might remember from Family Affair, a TV show from the 60s. Uh, oh, no, no, not the, I don't remember not that. The, not the no. same guy? No? Okay. No, no but I do appreciate <laughs> Shout out to Brian Keith coming out to uh, Still Tipping by Mike Jones. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, and there's probably some people who are like, who? Mike Jones. Um, it's nice that uh, he got to use that music on uh, – on TV on ROH and stuff. So hopefully he gets to use that tonight. I don't know if they had to pay for that. I don't, I don't know if they would have paid for music for somebody who's not under contract, but um, Brian Keith has been one of the absolute top stars on the indie level. Um, and obviously he's super popular within the Lone Star state. Um, so it'd be good to see him on TV again. Uh, tonight. he had two matches last night cause he won. Uh, he beat was it Jack cartwheel on the, zero hour to get into that tv title final um during the pay-per-view itself so nice exposure for for brian keith this week um so yeah four matches announced for collision tonight where's the women's division yeah good quote well the tag division and the trios division there are two hours so i mean those can't fill two hours could they maybe they could you you know i mean you could announce some yeah i mean like will there be a 
a women's match, yes. Um, and I don't know if it'll be like they've been Abaddon starting to get a little bit of a push and doing that whole angle with Julia Hart and stuff, but like it's not a great look to to at this point only have men's singles matches announced for for shows when you're putting up those like combined graphics of like here's everything you're gonna see tonight and they're not included on that. So cool. <clears throat> it'd be fine if like nothing was announced, like the good old days, but no, it seems like that's the the thing now, and it also gives us a padding on the radio show <laughs> to fill mm. fill time. Uh, I don't have anything for uh, Dynamite yet, though. I think, or even WWE programming, just because I think WWE is going this after this week. They're going to be uh, they're going to be doing like a best of for Raw next a week from Monday. So because of the holiday, it's Christmas, you know, I mean, uh, I don't think you're going to have a Christmas night show, but they are doing a new year's day show. So that's when they're back getting back day to one it again. Yeah. yeah. So I suspect, you know, but, uh, well, the gold league wraps up on dynamite, uh, Wednesday from Oklahoma city. Um, and I don't like, so that, uh, Moxley against Jay white, swerve against roosh and uh jay lethal against mark briscoe those will all be wednesday night to to wrap up the round robin on the gold side um and then the round robin side on the blue legal wrap up next saturday night uh for AEW in san antonio um but yeah uh i mean there's some good wrestling tonight. There's a lot of there's a lot of stuff going on. It just feels like after that ROH pay per view that there's already been enough wrestling this weekend. <laughs> yeah, it's still going on, right? No, no. Uh, and I mean, I watched like there was a show Thursday night, uh, like a women's uh, Japanese show in LA that I watched Thursday night. There's I, it's just constant right yeah. now. Well, impact, I really thought yeah. last night that I was going to be able to watch Ring of Honor, and uh, then see most of the sabers game in vegas and maybe catch up on rampage all before going to bed no didn't see a second of the sabers game um i'm pretty sure that was like over at the same time as ring of honor um and then saw like two minutes of of rampage so far so i'll, I'll watch that today but <laughs> awesome I want to do yeah. want to mention I did go I did eat lunch this week with Doctor Love. Okay, just a little radio show history there, and like this uh, big broadcasting luncheon thing. And uh, there are a lot of uh, names in those pictures I saw. Somebody put up a, a yeah. big album of oh, Joe yeah. Lowe, I think. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it was nice to see everybody. I caught up with a lot of people I hadn't seen in a long time, so it was pretty cool. Uh, WWE heavyweight. That's almost one of those same things we were yeah. talking about earlier with like these wrestlers from different companies. These. Uh, uh, NFL or NHL players, friends with people on the other teams. And then you see like, oh, it's like channel eight people, channel 10 people and stuff like that. Like kayfabe, yeah. sorry. Like these people are friends too, even though they're on rival news stations and rival radio stations and stuff. Oh yeah. yeah. Because we all work together at one point, I'm guessing, you know, it's how it That's works. It goes in, yeah. this, in this market at least. So WWE, well, yeah, this market just jump from station to station. Big yeah. time. The WWE World Heavyweight Championship will be online for that first episode of WWE Monday Night Raw, New Year's Day. Uh, during this past week's uh, Monday Night Raw, Drew McIntyre was shown talking with Art Raw General Manager Adam Pearce backstage when he, they were approached by Punk. McIntyre informed Punk that he will be getting this next shot at the WWE World Heavyweight Champion Seth Rollins as a title bout between the two has been confirmed for the first episode of Monday Night Raw of 2024. 
Uh, which is interesting, you know. It's like, uh, especially after that promo they cut in the ring together. Obviously, you know, they were we get we get a payoff pretty quick. I think from that, uh, maybe that's I, strange. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, Drew McIntyre is the one who's like benefiting by this heel move that he did recently. I'm hoping that he has something to say when it comes down to it because he was in the middle of a conversation when it's when Punk interrupted him. So it, we'll we'll see where it goes. But uh, I'm liking this new heelish Drew McIntyre, all in black, and you know, uh, people are still cheering him though. So um, I did mention CM Punk signed with Raw. You know, whatever that means. I'm glad he didn't drag it on. You know, it's bad enough that they do it in the first place when the guy shows up on both shows. It's like, you know, he's signed to the company anyways. It doesn't matter where he shows up, but uh, it does. He's going to well, be... Well, also, a- once you once you had did Orton signed with SmackDown. Yep. Yeah. So, like, you knew at that point the other guy was going to the other show. Yeah. So, he not only did he uh, sign, and, and you know, he also declared himself for the for, uh, for the for the 30-man Royal Rumble. That's going to be January 27th in Tropicana Field in uh, St. Petersburg, Florida. That's where the... Uh, obviously have you heard that debate this week uh uh-uh. what now <laughs> uh, they uh no just like the saint petersburg is like talking about like a new stadium and all that kind of stuff or whatever and like saint petersburg florida like they want it to be like the saint petersburg rays and the tampa bay rays are just like no like we're not like it doesn't matter that we play in saint peter like we've always been the tampa bay rays or when re- i mean tampa bay devil rays whatever but like yeah that's apparently like a big thing where like the the rays are just like no we're not gonna work on getting a new stadium and all this kind of stuff if you're gonna try to change our name we're not changing our name yeah i was gonna say they're just right across the bay i think from tampa anyways it's, the same market, it's like know? it's like a, I mean, there's all, a bridge between them you know all that kind of stuff. the orchard park bills the new jersey giants and jets like there's there's tons of that whatever oh yeah I, in fact the bills are playing uh on sunday and like tampa bay is not even yeah. like that like a tampa is the city but all these teams in sports are tampa bay like it's, it's fine people will, will be okay it's a pretty big market too so you know um oh, the bills don't even play in buffalo they're not even... okay okay what airport do you fly into yeah all right it's true this la- and that's where all the wrestlers live down in clearwater you know and because you know are clear you know that whole area down there beautiful yeah area. they're all in orlando or tampa yeah, yeah. So uh, the last piece of news, and we'll get out of here. Yeet! It looks like that something. Uh, it looks like sorry, I had to do it. It looks like that something. The main event, Jay Uso, will once again be able to say on WWE programming. If you saw this past Monday, he came out with a Yeet shirt on, and he was yeeting like crazy. Uh, and he checked his pants after. Well, so no, no, no. It's a, oh, Yeet! I said. So after popularizing the catchphrase to the point that sold out WWE crowds loudly chanted every time. Uso lands strikes in a match. Every time they were yelling yeet. It was driving me nuts. Uso and the company uh, was hit with it. If I needed another reason to not watch WWE programming, I'm sorry. Jay Uso is an incredible wrestler, but that's not something I want to hear all the time. (laughs) He he yeeted his slacks. Okay, so apparently that has now been settled. He can use yeet again. Uh, probably, you know, they were like one week, one week away from probably making a deal or they probably were using it without permission until they found out someone else actually had already copyrighted it, which seems to be, you know, it's a lot easier to ask forgiveness than permission. It happens a lot, folks. You know, it doesn't surprise me that they were using it like crazy on T-shirts and stuff and then realize, oh, someone has a copyright to it, though. They, they do have a lot of lawyers that work there that should go through that stuff. But uh, it, they obviously bought it back, and uh, and apparently last Saturday, in, when they were in Utica, New York, 
Eats were back. So that's what, when the deal was made before last Saturday. So, um, all yeah. these things happening in Utica. Yeah. Just a quick mention of like, uh, I know that that show in Utica, uh, Kevin Owens had some nice things to say about, um, how he has a history in Utica. Um, and he mentioned 2CW by name on a WWE microphone. Wow. Um, with, you know, how much he had worked there in the past. And obviously, I mean, he was a 2CW heavyweight champion and tag team champion and um, spent a lot of time in in Utica amongst these other markets and stuff. But, um, you know, it's been, it's been a tough couple of weeks in the, in the 2CW family with uh, Jack Trades passing away um, like a week and a half ago. And I think that, uh, you know, like Kevin had tried to like contact kevin parker jack trades in the last uh like couple of weeks and stuff try to figure something out or whatever before trades uh passed but just another really good dude out there is, is kevin owens and and shout out when you hear that kind of stuff like it's uh it's cool i mean like obviously like you know like i'm always going to be by you can see the flag behind me today like that i'm always gonna be a little biased with the two cw stuff or whatever but to um when that kind of stuff gets acknowledged like in a WWE ring and stuff like that's that's pretty cool to remember kind of your roots and and that kind of stuff that like keep in mind if you if you're somebody listening that has still never checked out an indie show like these are the type of people you can see like on their way up the same way as you go to an Amherst or Red Wings game and all that kind of stuff like you get to see people before their stars and stuff like that so uh just shout out to Kevin Owens the former Kevin Steen, like, I mean, nothing but good experiences working with him over the years and stuff. And it's just cool to every time he does something like that, that kind of acknowledges the past is, is pretty neat. So, yeah, I was going to say he, I remember the final, the first final two CW show that he had sent the video. Yeah. He was working for WWE. I believe he was a champion. He might've been a champion at the time. And he sent a video to him because he couldn't, he wanted to be there, but he yep. worked, he yeah, a very nice video talking about how it was like his favorite company um talked about in that video about like how hard he had to try to get into 2cw how like josh wouldn't josh from 2cw would like no sell his emails and all that kind of <laughs> stuff and um and it, it eventually worked out it worked out very well and stuff but um yeah that kind of stuff is just is always cool i mean even along the same lines of like you know the clip i saw like when rollins was here after brody had passed yeah, and mentioning yeah. like like that kind of just like realness like uh, acknowledging that there's that kind of, I don't know, like, um, people have experiences elsewhere. I mean, even WWE is starting to acknowledge some, some of the things Michael Cole has said in commentary over the past years, like actually acknowledging that there's other companies out there and stuff like that. Like, I, I like that we're at that point, but, um, yeah, just, a just an, an cool couple things happening in Utica. Yeah. Yeah. I was gonna say, well, and I, I Sure, you heard we started the show talking about today would have been Brody Lee's forty third or forty fourth birthday, and uh, uh, you know it's it's a sad passing, but uh, you know uh, yeah, that's uh, um no, I mean December is always going to feel uh, a little weird on this um, on that topic and stuff, and I um, I chatted a little bit with Amanda this week too, and I, I just think uh, you know it's it's tough because I, I just I can't believe that it's been three years um, at this point, like. I mean, every aspect of life, I, these past three, four years have just flown by in so many different ways. But, um, you know, it's nice to see um, people still acknowledging things and, and acknowledging his birthday. And I know we're going to see more posts on social media and stuff today on that kind of stuff. But, um, yeah, it's uh, 
Happy birthday, Brody. Yeah, that's happy, crazy. Definitely. So we're gonna get out of here on that point. On that point, and uh, we've gone quite an incredible long show. But I appreciate everybody who, who stayed with us in the chat room. Thank you. Ryan. I haven't even had any coffee yet. Yeah. What's oh next? my goodness, you're good. <laughs> you're good for not. I'm gonna doing say, it. yeah, I'm probably gonna watch some NFL, but I really just want to watch Speed now. Is NFL on today? Is they doing Saturday? Yeah, there's game? three games today. Is there really? a, the first? Yeah, the Vikings. Uh, wow. Bengals. It's an important game in Bills. Well, I've been that's completely, at like 12.30 or 1. Really? Okay, I've been completely out of it, what's going on, because it's like uh, uh, I work for a school district, and it just gets crazy busy this time of year. And it's like, so I've been editing video all week. Uh, yeah, there's a today there's a like one early, one late, and one night game. All right. So all day. It is fantasy play, uh, playoffs, And then too. the Bills play next Saturday against the, ooh, the Chargers. Wow. Yeah, at least what a, yeah, what a mess that I, team yeah, when is. When I first saw the Chargers on the schedule like for this year, I was just like, well, that won't, that's not a, that's not a gimme game. But now I'm nervous for that. Like that's the Chargers first game after the, one of the most embarrassing losses in sports history. And they fire like, their whole staff. I mean, the whole, yeah, they, like the coach, we thought the coach was going to get fired at halftime. It's a trap game. Yeah. I don't like it. Um, well, they got the Cowboys tomorrow night. So tomorrow yeah, at four. Yeah, no, so. You can't look past that at all. Definitely um, not. But, uh, yeah, I'm already a little nervous for the try. I shouldn't be, but um, getting down to crunch time does a big win last weekend. So, oh, it certainly was. So cool. We got. Uh, we're gonna. I'm gonna let you guys go. Thank you so much for everyone in the chat room. Have a good week. Uh, we. Sh- sh- I don't think there's any reason why we shouldn't be, unless uh, I, I. I was meeting with Doctor Eleven. We were talking about doing the Gary Mervis uh deal that we usually do on the radio every and he i don't know if we're doing it or not so i most likely will be here next saturday if not it uh, i could be later could be maybe friday night but uh, i want to thank everybody who was in the chat room Rennie, we always appreciate it jamie as well thank you everybody ivan ivan showed up our buddy used to be the security guard at uh, the building uh I, what's up buddy i hope you're still watching tim of course cleo you know again i feel like uh, uh, Miss Rita on romper room. Okay, hold on. But there's just about road. Of course, even, sorry. I, the only reason I know that <laughs> reference is because you've made it over the years on this show. Sure. But I still don't. I've still never seen even like a screenshot of that. She show. has like this big yeah. circle, and she goes romper, and that's why I was kind of playing around with my back scratcher. But it's like I can back see scratcher. You. <laughs> yeah, back scratcher. Okay, so I'm gonna we're gonna end the show. Thank you so much for everybody and. uh uh, thank you. We'll be back next week. We got a big week this week coming up. A lot of, you know, we're going to, we're setting up, uh, AEW's pay-per-view in two weeks. So, I mean, we're going to have some ideas of what maybe some of the matches are, you know, based on the tournament at least. So, oh, and real quick, uh, if you want to see one of the best professional wrestlers of all time, very excited to, that we got to announce this week, the two cold Scorpios coming in ESW next month. I, I think is on the list of the most underrated professional wrestlers of all time. Also one of my favorite human beings of all time. It is impossible to be in a bad mood when you're in the same building as Scorpio. Um, and uh, I've gotten to do some stuff with him, like through like the ballpark brawls, PWU, and of course, 2CW um, over the years. And, stuff. and I just, I can't wait to see him next month. So that was one of those, like, as I was like working on like the, the, graphic for the announcement stuff i was just like actually like normally i don't know like i don't get excited for like names and stuff at this point like um it is what it is but like that was one where i was just like yes like the entire roster is pumped that scorpio is coming in so 
Friday, January 19th, I suggest people take a trip to Niagara Falls to see Scorpio. I don't know how many more years he's going to do this. He's he's getting close to 60. He's been wrestling for 30-something years, um, but he's still so good. Yeah. He doesn't wrestle as much like now as he did even a few years ago and stuff, but it could be your last chance to see Scorpio wrestle around this area, and the dude does not get enough credit for how much he innovated and changed the game with high flying stuff and everything else. And just the day I, you got, you got to check out two cold Scorpio. Like that's, he's like the number one person that I would like put out a sales pitch like this on ever. Like I, I just, go. I love that guy. So I love him January too. 19th ESW Niagara Falls, New York. Yeah. I mean, yeah, definitely. He had well, such a history in the business, WCW, ECW, flash funk and WWE, you know, yeah. uh, maybe they may have misused him uh, immensely, but uh, he was there and then, you know, he's just an incredible performer. So, uh, and I, I know I've tweeted it before and I'm just going to say it again here now. Like, with like Jericho's had some kind of random matches in AEW and all this kind of stuff. Like Jericho had one of his more memorable matches with two cold Scorpio way back in the day. I want, I Scorpio needs to have a match on AEW and I would, I'd love to see him and Jericho do it one more time. Um, all these years later, you guys uh, hear that, but, you know, you need to give him a partner for this pay-per-view coming up. Just saying, you know, <laughs> Yeah. yeah, yeah. There we go. If anyone follow, if anyone's in, in AEW listening to this, you have an idea, you know. I'm sure Tony knows. Tony's a geek on stuff like this. So, I'm surprised you know, that it hasn't happened yet, to yeah. be honest. Like he's just somebody that, like, they've had the random appearances from Sabu and others and stuff. We, I think you said you're going to wrap up the show like a hundred times, <laughs> and I just extended it again. That's okay. I think it's a good. Scorpio deserves it. It's so. seven, I was going to ask you if there's anything we should hit, and there we go. Scorpio, Scorpio's coming to EC, ESW in January. I mean, the real talk is like, so we we were brainstorming show names. January and I sent a list of like 40 names most of them ridiculous and stupid on purpose um, to the promoter and uh, then we kind of narrowed it down to two and it, it went with Frontier Freeze because it's at the uh, the Frontier Fire Hall which is kind of similar to the Frozen Frontier which happened a decade ago uh, in this city in the hockey world um, but uh, Frontier Freeze and then it was like okay so we had a couple names that was just like, you know, these people would kind of fit that show name. Um, and one of them was too cold. Ah, was like, there you go. I was just like, please, like, he's one of my favorite people, please. Like, and then I got the message like two days later, like Scorpio's booked. Let's get the announcement ready. Yes. Yes. Oh, you know, I'm going to mention, uh, and, and when, uh, the day comes and you throw out the, the tweet, what words should I work into? The, oh boy. How about selling? There we go. No, <laughs> no, note, I don't want to do that one. On that note, we're oh, gonna... oh yeah, fine. Yeah, well, they were selling their shirts at the merch table. <laughs> well, yeah. the I'll find a way to work it in like <laughs> there, that. There, yeah. there we go. I'm gonna yeah. we're gonna end the show on that note. We'll see you guys next week. Thank you so much for listening and you know, buy slam someone you love. Look for all our old shows on iTunes as well as on Facebook Live everywhere and uh, PainClinic.net. See you next week. <laughs> <laughs>